WP Tonic, Episode 12. One and a two and a three, four, five. This is the way that we make podcasts. We make podcasts. We make podcasts. This is the way that we make podcasts all. This is the way that we make podcasts. We make Now that we got that out of the way, welcome to WP Tonic. Jonathan said we don't have to edit the interview that much, so and that I should get a bit more sleep. So let's get right to Adam and Jonathan. So Adam, welcome to WP Tonic. A kind of crazy morning. We had a big windstorm today in Reno, Nevada. So today, you and Jonathan are going to talk about the tech side. Okay. Sounds good. Adam, um, so basically I want to start with your experiences in running a WordPress meetup group, why you started it, who you think really benefits from coming, and if you've got any kind of tips um, based on your experience for anybody thinking of starting a meetup. Okay. <laughs> should, I, should I answer those now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go for it. Okay, so uh, yeah, I run the South Bay WordPress Meetup, uh, you know, through Meetup.com. It's been around for over a year now. I set it up originally, you know, I run, basically I set it up because of location. Uh, there are probably ten at this point. We are in um, the end of 2014, October 2014, and there are probably ten different meetups in the Southern California area, from Ventura down to San Diego, if not more. At least ten that I know of, and in the LA greater region. Actually, I'll say LA Greater 10, from Ventura or Santa Barbara down, probably 15. That said, the one I used to go to was a large one, SoCal WordPress Meetup, run by my good friend Natalie McLeese. Um, and it's, she, hers is huge, been around for the longest time. And the issue with that is I had no problem commuting to either Santa Monica or downtown LA, but a lot of people don't want to deal with traffic. And, you know, LA, everything is 20 minutes without traffic. So um, that's why I set it up. You know, it was, I'm in the South Bay. People don't want to leave the South Bay, so I, I did that for community in general is why. And uh, the first four or five months that I did set it up, actually I did nothing with it. I went ahead and invested the money because people don't realize setting up a, a meetup is an investment. Oh, definitely. And, and both time and money, which then equates to money again. And people, I don't make money at mine. I just do it out of the love, sheer love of what I do. <laughs> That's great. But um, who do you... Um, who do you think benefits um, the most from coming to the meetup? So my group is heavy beginner, low intermediate. Um, you know, and I say that out of pure love. Again, I mean, uh, not to disrespect anyone, but we have a heavy beginner audience, and that's my goal. I like the beginners. I like the people that I can get going, and I know more than most beginners. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not a full advanced developer, uh, but I make it really casual, a lot of fun. I will call. I will ask questions if someone else is presenting, not just me. It's usually me. But if I have a guest presenter, I will ask the question that I already know the answer to because many people don't want to be look like upon like they're dumb or or stupid. You know, if nobody likes that public speaking aspect, a lot of people don't like it. At least I'm not afraid of being embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed almost 99% of the time in my life. Nothing really embarrasses me. I did my fair share of stand up comedy, so I can handle myself. And. Uh, so for my group, it benefits the beginner who wants some basics and learn that and then feel comfortable in a safe place to ask silly or what they may consider as a dumb question, which I say there's no such thing. Does that answer that question? 
You have. Um, so you're a beginner and you're coming to your meetup. What um, what do you need if you're that beginner? What do you need to keep in mind to get the most from the group? Uh, you need to have you know an open mind yourself to have a specific goal, ideally. If you come just with, I don't know if a specific goal is the right way to word it, you have to be willing to be open to other people's opinions. There are so many ways to do the same thing within, within WordPress. You know, there's no, there are best practices, yes, but um, it just depends on what you need. You know, and you also, if you need to, here's like, actually, here's the better answer. You need to come to the meetup with no expectation that your issue will be solved. How about that? I mean, it's true. People, some people come and they expect to get full-blown two-hour consultation for free. For them. And that's not what Meetup is about. At least that's not what WordPress Meetups are about. Um, they're more about community, answering questions, being more of a level A before we get to level one. Just kind of an overview of things. Sometimes there's depth and, you know, hopefully your, answer, your question will be answered to uh, an acceptable um, resolution, but not always. And there's always one or two people at every Meetup I've gone to who really, really can um, overwhelm the organizer. <laughs> I think uh, that's the safest way to say it. I don't think they're going to overwhelm you, are they? What was that? I don't think they're going to overwhelm you. Um, you know, no. I, I, I'm I'm fairly adept at um, managing expectations and kind of you know, putting moving things forward. I, mean, I will say, let's talk about that later, or let's go ahead and you know, I hate to use this, the old um, corporate saying, uh, let's take that offline. But I try to keep things on task if we can. Because otherwise, they otherwise those people will try to dominate the meetup. You know, if they want to, if they want to step up and help, great. If you want to ask, you know, come up with a topic and put something together, I'm more than willing to share the stage. But you know, um, that's just how I look. And um, I don't know if you would agree with this, Adam, but I would suggest that if you're coming for the first time, just don't come one time. Right. Come more than once because right. they vary. They have to vary the content, the style, because um, it sounds like your group is very like mine. It, it's diverse. It is. We, you know, I said we have, as of today, as of right now, looking at my page, we have 183 members. And interestingly enough, we probably have about 20, 25 people who regularly show up. The rest are members, and I'm not sure why. I always find that odd. Uh, people just join meetups, I guess, to get the information about it and what's coming up, just in case the topic is right up their alley. You know, I have members who I've probably never met. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, and you do. You need to make that deposit a few times, show up, contribute, and then ideally get something back, you know, and then ask for help. So that's exactly, uh, I think the Reno has something slightly below 240 members. Okay. And it's just like what you just said. We get about 20, the largest group we've had that. I've been actively involved in. We've had over fifty turn up, but that's very rare. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I've I've had some decent turnouts when we first started. I had more, but we were smaller. It was easier to get a higher percentage. Now that we're 183, I said. I think I said uh, 182. You know, it's just 2025. Like we have a meetup tomorrow, and I have 18 RCPs. And then on general, how many people do show up? You know, usually. 50%, maybe more, depends on the group, depends on the topic. I know that LA with Natalie, she has 18, no, 1,475 people. 
I'm looking at the page right now. And they have a meetup uh, also tonight. They have 59 people RSVPing. Uh, and they, they'll get 30. They, get, they average 50%. Right. So how um, do you choose? Do, do you like what we do in Reno? Do you have presentations? And if you do have that kind of format, um, how do you decide you, what you're going to be talking about? What I learned really early on was um, I tried to make it more and more community. Like make it, I would just be the, 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 the front man, if you will, and have people get involved and try to figure out which day works for everybody. Well, you ask 25, 30 people what day works, you get 25 or 30 different answers. So, and then as far as topics go, same thing. And as far as presentations go, who wants to help and present? So all that said, after the first three or four meetings, it was like pulling teeth. I decided, you know what? Someone told me it's my meetup. So, I mean, without, and it is, I mean, I'm the one who invested the time and the money. It's my meetup. So I'm the organizer and, if, and I take the, I took the reins. So I come up with the topics. Uh, most of the time, I will actually ask a group of people uh, in the group and say, what do you guys think? And, you know, and I'll get some feedback, but if it's, depends on what's, it depends on what's topical or current, for example, WordPress 4.0. So we may talk about that when it came out or some new plugins and, you know, you look at the other meetups and see what they're talking about. And you knowing that people from my meetup don't go to the other ones, I can do a rinse and repeat kind of thing. Um, and as far as presentations, I do, like I said, probably 90% of them. But I did add something recently. Uh, we've had two of them now. I'm doing what's called a mini dev day. So people can come to where we host it. And it's on a Saturday. Normally, my meetup is on third Thursday of the month. And, but this, uh, just because that works in my schedule, that's what it came down to. And then the mini dev days, though, are Saturdays from about 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. It's open house. And that's where someone could come in and get a little bit more attention on a problem. And my goal is to connect those beginner people with more intermediate advanced to solve certain problems and to get some work done. Again, it's not a place to show up to get an entire custom theme developed or a web <laughs> or a whole site. You know, we've had someone that tried that. Uh, oh, know, I have, yes. You know, it's not that. It's more along, hey, you know, you, you might get some great work done here. So, and, I, and I'm the connector. I try to connect those dots. Then again, people do want my help for some reason. People think I know stuff. So I get, I get pulled in a lot of directions. But I love that energy of that day. We just had one back in September. And honestly, I love them. They are one of my favorite things. If I could do those almost all the time, well, I, I just it would be probably too much. But it's like a mini dev day that they have sometimes at work camps where they have you know contribution day. Um, that's what I create. I, I modeled it after that. It's, that sounds a great idea. I, I I think I might look at we ask you offline yeah. <laughs> about that. Um, we do. Um, I, I'm lucky, um, Adam. I've got two. Um, members that um one um is a co-host um that's mike fitzgerald and he actively um presents uh, as as well as me and then i have a a, a top-end wordpress engineer who's a, a founding equity member of the reno collective which which is a co-working building where i'm based and he's a top-end wordpress engineer and he does a help desk Nice. So um, we provide a lot of value, I feel, um, but um, between the three of us. But it's exactly like what you said. There are, it's just a a one or a few very committed people, and the rest just come or don't come. Yeah, you know, and and I I don't take it personally. I just saw somebody recently. 
uh, opted out of the meetup uh, of the group, which I was okay with at first. I mean, I, I'm okay with it, but it was interesting because I know the guy. I did some work for him a year ago. He came to one meeting. He was actually one of my students. You know, I also teach a WordPress 101 class, and he was a student for a while. Then he became a client, and then he joined the meetup. And he he just opted out recently. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't take it personally. It is what it is. So, well, they they you probably use in Germany now. <laughs> that's awesome he actually has a new website up and i haven't looked at the code i i think i'm fairly confident it's actually i think it's um it's not either i think it's flat i think it's just html it looks like a wordpress site but it's not it's kind of kind of ironic he just did something else went a different direction so maybe that's why he opted out we Pop- can't help him properly uh, so um for somebody who's thinking of starting, you know, uh, a meetup in their area. Have you got any quick tips and a quick advice about how they should approach it, promote it, run it? Yes. So first and foremost, uh, I'm not sure if this still works, but um, enough meetup will hear this or not. But I was given the tip and a hint that when you go to meetup.com and sign up, go through the process because uh, it costs $145 a year, I think, you know, whatever it was. And you get three associations under that one umbrella. People don't realize that. You can start two other meetups or three total for the same price. But you start, what I did is I started it, I put in my information, my email, and then I closed the window and I waited three days because then I got an email saying, hey, come back and save 50% for your first six months. So, there's, <laughs> hey, frugality. I'm frugal, man. I'm frugal. Uh, there's a lot of firms that do that. There's yeah. a couple hosting companies. Yeah. Uh, the it's one of those things that, you know, it's, it's a little reminder token that they put in your, uh, on, on, from your browser. So they'll remind you because once you, in, once you have your name and your phone number and your email, they have your email address. Don't pay, just close the window. They'll email you like you didn't finish. It's like a, uh, it's an abandoned shopping cart is what it's truly called. So there's that. Um, as far as organizing it and making it happen, um, it's unless you have really someone, another person that you trust that you're going to do this with truly 50-50, it's going to come down to you. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have, I have other people who I go to for some, you know, random, I'll, I'll bounce ideas off of, you know, my friend, um, Greg Franklin from server press. He's helped out a lot. Um, Mark Nishikawa from, uh, Nishikawa dev. He actually outsourced work to him, you know, but, uh, there are truly, and people get busy. So unless they have a vested interest for some reason, unless you're going to be teaching classes through it and charging for meetups, which people do, I don't at the, at the moment. You know, you ha- it's all going to come down to you. So you got to figure out what's important. Uh, make it work in your schedule. Um, you know, and people will show up or they won't show up. You know, and if there's demand and there's the topics are good and the presentations are good, then people will show up and participate. You know, oh, and then here's the thing also on money. Uh, some places, when you start off, you know, if you need a, loca- a keys location, get a location and you're golden. If you can get a good location with good parking, that's huge. Uh, I'm lucky. I have uh, a location that I use consistently. It's a nonprofit. It's a big, huge warehouse space. Uh, it's awesome. And I ask for a donation of $5, which I provide pizza. And the $5 goes to pay for the pizza. And then any balance goes back to that nonprofit. I make no money from my meetup. Initially, when I started, I was at, we had it at a Coco's a couple of times. And then that room charge was X dollar per charge or minimum food order. You know, so that kind of that was tough. And it's Coco's. So, um but if you get a location and then pick a consistent date, you know, a consistent third Wednesday or second Monday of the month, those two things are ideal. Good park, uh, good location, good parking, and a consistent date. Yes, I think that's great advice. Uh, my experience is you've got to have a consistent date, which we're not doing next month because um, there was a conflict. So we normally have it um, on the second Thursday of every month. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. And it's from six to eight. Um, the parking isn't such a problem. You get a few members that complain, but what they forget is from six o'clock they'd be able to park and not be bothered because the Reno Collective is right in the centre of Reno. Right. Uh, the, other, the other thing on that parking, well, I mean, location. So now that I've been doing this for over a year, I had a company reach out to us and uh, asked us, they wanted to have us host us at their location. And they're a hosting company here in LA and they're a good company. I looked into them and anyone that you get to ask that wants to host you or wants something, they want access to your audience in essence. So you have to be careful with that. I had a few people right off the bat through Meetup, hey, we want to sponsor you. Well, you know, you got to figure out what's that worth. You don't want to just have them shill for products that aren't that great. In this time, in this uh, case, the company is in motion hosting, which I like. They're a great company. And full disclosure, you know, I'm talking to them about doing some work for them. So we're hosting at their space uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. Um, they are a good company, you know, um, and they offer you know some decent some good deals and they have some great service. Actually, I just did some work for a client who's using them and I had a great experience with their tech support. So I think that's fine. I think you know. Um, my impression, you know, we've got to know one another over the past few weeks. You're you're a man of a of um, a, I'm looking for the right word. You're, you're, you're a straight shooter, Pretty much. And, and I think as long as you're you're open and you you disclose, there's full disclosure. I don't really think there's much of a problem, and you just need common sense about. Like what you said, you've got to check people over and right. see if they're the right fit as a sponsor. Right. I mean, I checked with them. I also asked them a couple of things. I mean, for example, are they going to provide I mean, it, our meetup is, you know, third Thursday. How much space do they have? How's parking? What's we can do for food? Because it's dinner time in essence. And people do show up for that meal or that food. So in this case, you know, um, parking, they don't validate. So there's parking across the street. Make sure that people are aware of that. They are going to provide pizza and drinks, you know, and they're going to get their five minutes of in front of the audience to say what they do and who they are, which is also fine. You know, make sure everyone's everyone's on the same page. And that's the key. The communication there is key. Yeah. Well, one thing, um, I, I just think it's a great community. I, I think um, WordPress and Automatic have got enormous benefit from this, from this ground up um organizations haven't they i i think it's one of the great strengths of wordpress it is i mean that's and that's honestly so you know back to that first question why i started it one was location and two was community you know what i've learned in the past five five years now wow you know it's a lot and i'm the type of person that can go online and can learn on my own to some extent uh you know and will dig for information and then you know, and then um, call it together and, you know, pull apart what's important, what's not important for what I need to know. And then I like to share that. And, you know, so, and then I went as far as to sharing it to a class and then sharing it to a meetup. You know, in the class, of course, people pay for the class. People can learn exactly what I've learned on their own for free. But the investment in the $74 that the adult school I teach at is well worth it. They get access to me for five weeks. They get my server for 10. I, I, I'm, I brag a bit. I mean, I, it's a great deal. <laughs> so, and, and then ironically enough, the school has now asked me to teach more classes and uh, like an advanced class. Plus, I might be doing a podcasting class that starts next week, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's about giving back if I can. Right. We probably got, um, I think we covered the WordPress group. We've probably got about five, five maybe 10 minutes. Okay. So, um, what I want now to um, talk about, Adam, is photography. Oh, sure. Um, as over the because um, I went to university to as a as a full time student, but I was running a busy retail business, and I'm the only member of my family that's ever gone to university. 
and I went to at the time it was the only second university in the London or suburb the surrounding area of London. I thought you were from Boston. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that um, run a kind of multimedia kind of. Um, they weren't doing web design when I first joined. They were doing CD-ROM production mm. using Macromedia, mm-hmm. Macromedia Director. Director, yeah. So it shows you, um, and it was a, it was three years and I enjoyed it, but in the end I, I realised that I actually knew more than the instructors. Uh. <laughs> That's how I was. When I took some video editing classes, uh, I took a course just to see about Final Cut. When Final Cut 2 came out, I was already using one for a year and a half. And I could have taught that class. I, I clearly knew more than an instructor. So yeah. this was that was you know, oh wow, thirteen years ago, fourteen years ago, yeah. it's crazy. So um, photography mm-hmm. over the past ten years has seen enormous changes, and um, digital photography has um, provided great benefits, but also there's been negatives. Can you talk quickly about what you see as the positives of digital photography and what some of the negatives have been? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, and I don't like saying that's a great question, but it is. I mean, so yeah, as a photographer, it kind of fell back in my lap uh, years and years ago. I mean, I still have a studio, I still shoot, but it's ironically enough, I haven't shot. And uh, my focus for photography these days is corporate trade show events, that type of thing. When I do shoot, I don't shoot babies or bellies anymore. I don't shoot weddings, maybe one a year if someone uh, reaches out and can't afford me. I'm not a $500 Craigslist photographer. So that said, that is the issue. That's one of the one of the negatives is the cost of entry is so low that everyone thinks they can be a photographer. And photography is a creative endeavor, and I love it. But it's also a business. If you want it to be a business, it's a business, and you have to know your overhead. You have to know what it takes to do certain things. You know, for someone going on Craigslist and saying, "I'll shoot headshots for eighty-five dollars," and you get the CD or the DVD or your know, digital downloads, well, that's not a business model unless you were going to you know do. 25 in a day and then you're just you know Sears you're a portrait center and nothing wrong with that if that's what you need from a buyer but you know and if but if you are in your 40s or 50s or 60s and you, know, you want to get into photography as a business you know um, it depends on what area you want to get into fine art versus commercial versus you know um, what I do corporate and trade show and you know that type of thing you know you have to figure out what it costs to make a living and there's actually great websites there's um I think ASMP has a uh, cost of doing business calculator, and that's the key. Use that and work backwards. It's creative. I love it. It's a business. <laughs> so that's the negative is everyone thinks they're a photographer based on the cost of entry. The positive with digital is people who couldn't get in 15 years ago because who are super creative and have a great eye and do want to make it a livelihood and do the right thing with it and not just give it away, if you will, can. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the yin and yang of both of that. I, I, look, I, I do look at it that way. The, the negative is there. And then these days, budgets, the negative also, budgets are so slashed for photographers. It became such a low-end commodity, and everyone has an iPhone. <laughs> so, like, oh, companies say, oh, I'll just have, you know, Shelly from marketing take photos of the trade show with her iPhone. Well, that's not, that's not her job. She's in marketing or she's in business development. She's not a photographer. She doesn't know what to look for. And that's a problem I come across all the time. It, and it's still, I still don't think it's been worked out in a way. Um, because um, what's your, um, what advice would you give to a website owner about photography? Because obviously there's a number of stock photography websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, they, and they do provide a great resource, but I think there's also a cost. So there's a 
I think you got. I would seek your advice on this. Um, where do you think there's a line where having some individual photography really is very productive, and when when is it not really unless you you want to do that? When it's more beneficial, maybe just utilize stock photography. Well, for those for those people, let's say just blogging with WordPress, stock is fine. Unless you are a food photographer, unless you're a foodie, and then you need photography, then you want to take your own photos, and people do that, and there's an art to that. Um, if you are just blogging, then stock. If you are a photographer, you don't want to steal. There's no reason to use stock. Even if you're starting out and just need a brand new website. This used to happen all the time, 15, 20 years ago. People would who were starting out would literally go online to the stock agencies and put up a website. First of all, get a website, the domain, set anything up, pre-WordPress. And they would, and I know this for a fact, uh, they would go out and use stock images of weddings or you know um, engagements or that, that type of work or couples and put that up on their website. Not their work, just that's what they want their work to look like. The problem is then, because they lack experience or those, those locations, when clients would reach, reach out to them, or potential clients, and they would book jobs and they would go shoot the wedding, their images looked nothing like what their, <laughs> what their website showed. Their, their quote, air quotes here, portfolio. It just, they didn't match up, you know, um, and that's a problem. You know, from my perspective, you know, and also just as a photographer, if you want a picture of yourself on your website or of your avatar, or whatever it is, have it be current. <laughs> or if you're a real estate agent, <laughs> my biggest pet peeve for headshots is when people don't look like themselves. Like, I mean, it's one thing to like right now I have a beard. I'll say you know, I've had a beard for two months. Um, so my gravatar isn't current, but it's two months. I don't look like I don't have my headshot from when I was acting <laughs> from 25 years ago. Yeah, that's that's different, you know. But you get people who use really old photos because they want to remain, think they're still young, or still think that they have hair. So you know, so <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 a can of worms. The photography con the context of photography as a business and as an art form, in digital and non digital, is. Um, I have a. I mean, I'm at a standing desk. I can stand up taller. I can get a soapbox and I can just shout it out. So it's a business. Yeah. People need to remember that. Well, then, Adam. Um we, we've had some technical problems. Adam's been extremely cooperative and patient, but we, me and Bill um, worked through them. You've been a great guest. I think we've covered some interesting areas and we haven't waffled. I haven't. I have a tendency to waffle, Adam, but I let you take command of the podcast and you've been a great host. Now, how can people contact you? What are the websites that uh, you may use, Adam? S so currently I use uh, my WordPress work for, that I put out there to share for free is under kitchensinkwp.com. I'm also uh, same thing for Twitter, kitchensinkwp. Photography is silverliningphotography.net. And uh, just as a side note, when you guys at, reached out and asked me about the photography, I'm like, well, I haven't shot a corporate Josh. I haven't shot much in the last month or two. I haven't shot. That's not, that's not true. I've shot. I haven't shared. And then just last week I got uh, hit up to someone to license a photo that I took a year and a half ago. So people still do licensed photography and still people still do the right thing. So that's on my blog as well. And um, yeah, so silverlinephotography.net, kitchensinkwp.com. Those are the two places people can find me. And um, are you going to San Francisco WordCamp? I am going to San Francisco WordCamp. Yes. I, I, I proposed to speak and um, I didn't get chosen. Oh, the, <laughs> the, they're missing, missing quality there, <laughs> maybe, aren't they? Maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. Right, that's great, Adam. Thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, I thought it was a great show. Thanks so much. I appreciate being here. Thanks for the time. For show notes, Google Hangouts, and additional resources, go to wp-tonic.com. As you continue on your WordPress journey, 
Have fun, do your best, adjust your plans and code as needed, but remember to never and never give up even when the code doesn't work. And never give up and never give up and never give up. Never give up. This show is dedicated to Glenn. Enjoy Houston.